You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Well, I guess welcome to Guys Who Like Musicals. Welcome um, to Guys Who Like Musicals. Here we welcome are. Welcome back to Guys welcome Who Like back. Musicals, Mike, Ruckel, Mike Ruckles. Oh my gosh. I think our first repeat offender? Re- 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 repeat. Not uh, Will, true. Will, Bur- Will Burton came on and, and talked oh, about that's true. Uh, he's been That's back. true. Our twice. second repeat of I was going to um, say I can't be the only one. The first time we gave you gave away all of your secrets, and and uh, helped Dan and I immensely, and now you're back to give away more of your your secrets uh, for free, um, which I don't I don't totally understand. But Wait, I, th- this I get, isn't paid. <laughs> no. No, oh, it's not. Uh, it's most certainly not. And it's, it's not I mean, even... We haven't been paid. <laughs> so an actor is saying his lines, and then out of nowhere, he just starts singing. Five, six, seven, eight. alive with the sound of Jimmy. Don't cry for me. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Joe has a fancy mm. job now. So, mm. um, you know, yeah. that Marvel movie he was talking about on the Ben Sands episode. Turns out he booked it. Turns Woo. out. So uh, Joe's going to be the next um, Spider-Man villain. Love it. So very exciting Joe, stuff happening amazing. here in the... The nice, Podcast the next world, uh, the next uh, slightly chubby, uh, bearded Spider-Man villain. Um, no, no, I want to take a second. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Excuse me for one moment, please. All I right. have. To, I spend a lot of time talking shit about my friend Joe and how he's not talented or attractive. Both of those things are true. However, <laughs> he has, he has duped them yet again. We've duped him. He has. Check the box, which was very much on his list of dreams, and he has made it come true, and I'm very excited and proud of mm-hmm. him. So stay tuned for that. Hopefully he gets a fancy deadline announcement, but if he doesn't, I will be that for him, Aww. and you will all know when I'm allowed to tell you what it is. But we're very excited for him. He's Yay. on location right now, so it's very exciting stuff. I'm Stay in, tuned. I'm in a I'm I'm quarantining in a hotel room in Toronto, which is about even though a, he's vaccinated. Even though Classic. vaccinated, the poor Canadians, man. We don't have to get into it too much, but it does feel like it feels like the fall of last year in the states up here. Like they are, the the cases are still super high. Really? It's, yeah, it's really like Ugh. the testing is insane. The quarantining is really strict. So, man, we just people are still it's still tough everywhere but i'm i'm in a hotel room for 14 days and going a little going a little nuts but mm-hmm. uh i'm really excited to talk to mike ruckles so that's what that's how this is the most exciting thing i'm going to do all day and then i'm just going to lay in bed and watch reruns Feel of, sorry reruns of the pga championship so um <laughs> <laughs> oh god uh, well and the big change since last i was on is that you guys are so fancy now on the broadway podcast network Yes. I mean, yes, we yes, we've we've grown up uh, we've grown up a little bit. Yes, we run ads now. We run even, ads now. Even more exciting than Joe's news, I would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I exactly. would say too. The, the mm-hmm. BPN, come yes. on. Yeah, I know. Can, can I just say something about this for a second? Because my yeah. my mom is probably our our number one fan. You know, Dan's mom is the number one fan. We no, my mom doesn't listen anymore. So <laughs> she's she's over it. Um, <laughs> Too my many mom, episodes. There, there's something that happens. Dan, you know this, but but my mom was like, well, "This is crazy." So she got an ad from a, a couple weeks ago on our show from something from West Michigan. It was like it was like a very targeted like 
you know, uh, this, it was this company in West Michigan that like everybody know, you know, knows about or whatever. She's like, how did, how did this company advertise on your show? That's so cool. And I was like, well, no mom, the ads are targeted based on like where you are and your likes and what you listen to and blah, 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 blah. So if you're getting ads on our show that are specific to your region of the country, we are not, <laughs> this is all auto generated, I guess. Is that how that works, Dan? Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's um rotational auto targeting. So it, instead of right. us reading some kind of like general ad for everyone, which we did have for a little while, yeah, um, they're just kind of sending it out to the ether. And companies like Google and Facebook and yeah, those businesses have made most of their money off of that kind of technology. Right, right. It's so, cool to see it incorporated into radio instead. Yeah, like, you know digital radio and stuff yeah. which well is cool. still when i when i listen back to our show it's mostly it's mostly uh different types of booze <laughs> yeah exactly mine it's was like supposed, a bud light yeah, ad like supposed, bud light platinum that's yeah, like great <laughs> i was like oh no oh no oh. well here uh, the last time you're on here mike I, I talked about my affinity for mac and cheese yes uh, ca- caffeine that's and liquor. Right. so um i still it's still um i still love all those things very much good but, i'm glad you do um, we uh, <laughs> definitely trying to do less of it. Uh, we're trying now. We, you came to us. We're gonna get to it uh, about wanted to come on and talk about Broadway reopening mm-hmm. and what the what we can do as singers to get back in shape to you know put ourselves put our, the best version of ourselves forward. And I'm fascinated with this. I want to know like what what's the secret? What do you what are you teaching? What's going on right now to get people back? Uh, and and ready for the big grand reopening. Well, you know, I would say that my my thesis statement for your listeners today would be that um, whether you are returning to your Broadway gig, whether you are going to a regional theater, whether you are simply anticipating jumping back into that crazy audition grind, you are a vocal athlete. And for the past mm. year and a half, you, what I would love for you to think about it as, you've been in the off season, a long protracted off season. And now we're entering into, maybe we've even begun, what I would consider your preseason. So if you, I'm running into a lot of actors who are thinking, hey, yeah, I'll use the rehearsal process to wake up my body, wake up my voice, get back in shape. It would be a little bit like a football player going, first day of practice, um, I'll wake things up, right? My body will remember. Right. And of course, that's setting yourself up for some, some real injury. And if, you know, at the very least, in- incredible fatigue. So what mm. I'm encouraging people to do right now is to really think like the vocal athlete that they are and, you know, kind of plan out ahead, maybe eight to 10 weeks as an athlete would during preseason and go, okay, so how can I gradually increase my work from next to nothing back to fully performing my show again? And in the athletic world, we talk about the rule of 10% generally being a good one across the board. So, um, building that, whether we want to say dose and load, uh, maybe week by week, adding 10% on. So maybe the first week you begin with just some, um, you guys know the term semi-occluded vocal tract, but for your for your uh, your listeners, these are humming, lip trills, tongue trills, NG, buzzing a straw, all those sounds the that straw are- straw exercise. We love the straw, the we love the straw. Mm-hmm. Uh, building up back pressure, right? These sounds that are not fully open. Maybe that's all you do the first week. You just do some easy sirens, you're waking up the instrument, you're stretching it out, you're looking for full range of motion. Uh, And then the following week, maybe you add an easy song from your book or one of the easier songs you sing in your show, right? At the end of that 10, 15 minute warm up, right? And then the next week you add something. So you just continue to add on. Maybe you have a a lesson or a coaching scheduled once a week. Um, You begin to add on gradually bit by bit so that by the time you arrive back at... um, that rehearsal process that's beginning for you or auditions are, are hot and heavy and underway that you have built gradually up to that and that it is not a shock to your system, right? Totally. That would totally. be, that's what I'm here to preach. So, so me sitting in my car on the way to showing screlting soul of a man is not what I should be doing. So I should stop that. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Gotcha. Well, cool. it, I guess it depends. It depends on how you set that up. <laughs> sure, right. sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. Sure. Screaming, screaming Roxanne while driving down the highway after not right. singing for a year might be not the way to do it. Exactly right. Exactly right. It. So the big thing that we all kind of need to know right now is that our body has undergone in our larynx and in our, in our vocal instrument as a whole uh, has undergone a real deconditioning over the past year and a half, right? And that's yeah. okay. Um, one of the things that, that I and my associate teachers talked about, um, three wonderful associate teachers, I, I need to shout them out. Um, in one of our workshops that we did, you know, this, this pandemic was about trying to keep information flowing to students, even though their finances were slowed to nothing, right? Trying mm -hmm. to make the training and the information still accessible. And one of the things we talked about is that the research shows us that, you know, after about five to seven days of not singing, if you were to simply you know, not sing, not in the shower, not anywhere, we begin to see that at that point, there's some slowing, there's some deconditioning that goes underway, both on a muscular level, but also on a neural pathway level. So we start to unlearn in some ways. So being quiet is great. We love vocal rest, but some people would assume that the more vocal rest, the better. Not necessarily true, right? right. At a certain point, we need to be waking that up. We need to be stretching things out. We need to be um, reconditioning. And just five to seven days. That's crazy. Yeah, that yeah. is wild. Yeah. One yeah. of my old, one of my old voice teachers said it. it's like two weeks to almost completely unlearn something. Mm. So and, Could and be. there are periods here where I've lost, I mean, two months. Yeah. Yeah, I two would, months where I, I would guess noise, that that's you know? right, because yeah. um, one thing we know is that it takes about two weeks for the body to readjust to something new, mm. be it a medication, a diet, something like that. And so it would make sense then that, that it would be about the same time to unlearn something as well. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, though, because I think my my experience, at least coming back to singing a little bit and, and honestly, not as much as I probably should and i think joe and i have commiserated over this too it's like imagine when we have to actually sing auditions again <laughs> oh god and what? i had to do one last yeah. week too and i was like oh boy i know <laughs> like, why am i same. singing a b in this audition this was a big mistake yeah don't don't we though. i i i love i think this is going to be the 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 turbo booster on the hot wheels track that like Good. gets me back into we got to do it we got yeah. it i love that for you joe you know I got well, I got nothing to do right now. I'm still I got yeah. two weeks. I'm gonna I'm gonna make some people in this hotel really angry. What? Well, Joe, just you wait. There's gonna be this eleven o'clock number for that for that villain. Yes. yes. There's gonna be an amazing number that they write, mm -hmm. and you're gonna have mm -hmm. to be ready for it. Yeah, they're bringing 100%. musical theater into the new Spider-Man film. I, that oh Joe's my gosh! <laughs> then I would um, see it. Then I would go see it. <laughs> no, actually, what I was gonna say though was that I think what's interesting is like going stepping my toes back into singing again. Mm -hmm. A lot of the bad habits that I used to have, Mike, feel like they're not associated anymore. Wonderful. Oh. Now, obviously, like that's probably not entirely true. Um, and I'd be curious to see what you have to say about that and about what I think about my experience. But a lot of the places where I used to hold tension and some of the pro the patterns I used to fall into, I feel like I don't remember those. I don't remember the good habits or the bad ones. You know, I'm just kind <laughs> yeah. of like recreating from the beginning. Well, there's an interesting thing that tends to happen with bad habits. And I observe this all the time. A singer will come in and they'll say, so I have horrible tongue tension or I have... Um, a real habit of gripping in the throat. When they sing, I see none of that. But then I realize that they decided at a certain point that that habit was their vocal identity. They decided, probably they undid it long mm. ago, but they have kept hold of that mentally, that, oh, this is where I hold tension. Um, right. So probably mm. if there's been some deconditioning over this period, uh, Dan, you probably have picked up some brand new things that we'll take right. a look at. But probably, <laughs> right, yeah, right. at this point, you are too clued into those places. For example, if if the occiput, if the back of the neck was always a, a big place for you, as it is for many men, um, you're too wise to it now. 
you've right. become too aware of what that tension feels like in your body, you wouldn't allow it in. Right. 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 For me, it was the jaw. We were working on right. the letting the jaw go. And I feel like I've com completely let that go now. It doesn't seem like it's as much of a mm -hmm. problem. Yeah. But there's probably other things. That's interesting. The other thing right now that, that I am preaching as much as possible is that it's a perfect time for all of us to get in for a baseline laryngeal exam with your laryngologist, mm. right? Mm. Or your ENT. Um, yep. their, their offices have probably never been as empty as they are right now. <laughs> and, right. Uh, you know, people have bigger medical fish to fry right now, right? Mm -hmm. um, and your folds have probably never been as rested as they are right now. So we really love if you, you know, maybe we've talked about this. I can't remember if we talked about this on the, on the last episode that I was on, but um, very important for you and very powerful for you to have a baseline picture of what your cords look like when all is well. You know, mm -hmm. God forbid you're out in the middle of Idaho somewhere on tour and you go to, you know, whatever ENT you can f manage to find in whatever city you're in. And as they often do, they will scare the crap out of you. You know, they look down mm -hmm. your throat and they go, oh, nodes, nodules. And you've, you panic, you panic, you know, and you would assume that somebody like that knows exactly what they're talking about, but they may be using really outdated equipment if they don't work with mm. singers regularly. Mm -hmm. They may be using something that was very similar to something that would have been used in the 19th century, funny enough. Um, oftentimes, they're looking at something that only they can see, right? And um, these are all signs that you're probably not visiting a laryngologist. You're visiting kind of a general ENT who specializes nowhere. They're kind of like ENT, ear, nose, and throat all at once. Yeah. But they scare you, right? And then you're panicking when, in fact, you might have been able to pull out that picture, that baseline picture uh, from that Dr. Sulika or Dr. Desloge or, you know, Dr. Kwok here in town took for you. You could pull that out and say, oh, no, my cords always have that. Even when I'm rested, that looks like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we all tend to assume that our cords look like everybody else's cords, and in many ways they do, but in many ways they are very unique. Totally. So it's a great thing to have that baseline picture. That's a great idea. That's a I great still idea. I've never done that. Have you done that, Joe? What, uh, done, had, a, had a scope when I'm yeah. rested? Like when you're healthy. <laughs> no, no, absolutely no. not. No, I go, <laughs> I go to Dr. Salika when, when all hell has broken loose. Right. Uh, and I'm like on an eight show, eight show a week, like holiday schedule. Yes. And, 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 and I'm freaking out, you know, this is, that's a great, that's a great idea. Well, and even then, if you have, even if he was just simply seeing swelling, redness, maybe a little sign of reflux from your mac and cheese, Joe, uh, <laughs> even if that's all he was seeing, if that's right. all he was seeing, then that may be a decent baseline, you know, right. because you should be able to say, okay, it's a little red, but this is the shape of my cords, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We weren't seeing any, you know, um, structural anomalies. Yeah, which, which, you know, knock on wood, I, I never, never had any of the, anything like that. But it definitely was like, you know, I'd go in there and, and be like, oh, you know, it's, it, everything's terrible. Something's, yeah. you know, right. And he's like, no, man, you're just you're swollen because you're doing eight shows a week, and, and uh, so anyway, that this is good. So we got to get okay. So so we got to get our ten, eight to ten week plan. Mm -hmm. We should go get scoped. Mm -hmm. Um, what, what else, what else is, you know, on the, you know, from the doctor, you know, doctor, doctor voice, Dr. Ruckles. <laughs> I, I just want to say that I do not have a doctorate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yet. Uh, Mike Ruckles so, is not a medical professional. Oh in <laughs> so the other big thing that I've been seeing with a lot of my, my clients is that they need to take a close look at the postural and body habits that they've been living in for the past Ooh. year and a half, right? <laughs> As Joe and Dan sit up straight. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, so uh, Let me uncross my legs. Now, funny enough that Joe says sit up straight because, you know, we got to talk about that. What does straight mean, right? Is oh, straight God, a good yeah. idea for the human body? If we look at the spine and it has these beautiful curves to it, straight can be a bad bit of imagery, right? Right, um, right. But... I've been talking to a lot of students, I think this may describe one or both of you too, uh, who have been doing a lot of gaming, a lot of, you know, either on their phones or, or doing a lot of gaming or just simply, you know, vegged out in front of the TV trying to forget the world that's going on outside that, you know, post-apocalyptic mm -hmm. nightmare. Yeah. So <laughs> um, if you, here's an interesting bit of information. If you maintain a static position with your body, for only 20 minutes, 
20 minutes. Cellular activity begins to already hardwire that particular posture you're holding. So your body literally after 20 minutes has begun to knit itself together as though you will remain in that position forever. That's scary, well, right? It's a little scary. Well, <laughs> <But> this, <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> now, in some ways, that's a great thing, right? Right, right, because you can undo it. You can, you, could, you, you can relearn pretty Joe's quickly. Like, please, please, please say you can undo it. <laughs> I know. I, listen, I got... I got some habits, man. Oh, we all do. We all do. We all we all do. Yeah. This cellular process continues for approximately two hours is what the research is showing us. Um, however, if you're going to that same posture or position for multiple hours continuously over time, as you do in, in a show, right? As you do when you're at work or for many of my students, they've just been, you know, gaming or watching TV. They've been returning to those postures and those positions over and over. So maybe shoulders are rounded forward, head is coming off the spine, um, all of those things. They become more, these body modifications become more difficult to address the longer mm -hmm. we've held them, right? They're always undoable, but they become more difficult and more resistant to undoing. And this is related to the idea of fascial creep. Um, you know you know what fascia is in the body? Is that? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So it's this glossy white connective tissue over all of your muscles and organs, right? In the 19th century, we just sliced it away like it didn't mean anything. We were, we were interested in bones and, and joints and muscles, right? Um, but now fascia, it's kind of, it's really cool. I've been nerding out big time over the pandemic on fascia because we're beginning to realize that it's sort of the superhero of the body. Hmm. It wow. has amazing, amazing influence on the body. And this is really what we're talking about here. So if you're kind of sitting in this slumped over position for long periods of time um, or on the alt alternate, maybe you're playing Elder Price and for many hours every day, you have your shoulders back, your head high. You are pulling your spine up perhaps. I hope you're not, but you might be if you're playing Elder Price. You're in this sort of military position, right? Mm -hmm. We're beginning to realize that it's the fascia that's really locking into a position and, and um, can be limiting the muscles because it sort of creeps into these positions and then holds them, right? And it does that for good reasons. It's trying to make your work easier for you, right? Yeah. So anyway, just, mm -hmm. just being aware of that. So if you're finding that, if you're somebody who needs to return to the O'Neill playing Elder Price, and you've been rounded shoulders, head off of your spine, curved uh, thoracic vertebrae, it's going to be a major readjustment week by week by week to get you back to a place where elder price is going to be doable for you and not injurious, right? Yeah. So how would you start to correct that? It's a good question. Um, I would, I mean, obviously it'd be great if you could start to wean yourself off of the gaming or maybe better yet, you find a different way of doing it. Maybe you start to play mm. while standing or you mm. are just more aware of being on your sit bones, feeling the spine beneath you, feeling the weight of the skull, which is 10 to 15 pounds, it's a lot of weight, being distributed evenly through your spine into your sit bones, ear over shoulder, right, as you're playing. If you want to come forward to the screen, the whole torso comes forward. If you want to come away from the screen, the whole torso is coming backward, right? So you start to work on that level week by week by week, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Also, I think very important to look at the physical life of your show. Um, maybe you're in a very demanding dance track that you have to head back to, and there are some uh, lifts that you do. Maybe they're always right side lifts, right? Um, and when you're doing the show, that's, that's the kind of thing where you have to be, for many of my students, they do these, you know, if they're lifting on the right side, they immediately come off stage and they do an approximate lift on the left side. Yeah. To balance Geniuses. themselves, right? So we have symmetry. Um, but perhaps it's just a role that takes a lot out of you physically. Um, for example, I was working over the break with, um, Lindsay Heather Pierce, who's headed back as the current Elphaba. And it was interesting because when she began the role, she had just begun when everything shut down. Oh, wow. So that was actually in some ways great for her because it gave her a glimpse of this is what I've got to do. This is the gig. 
And now I've got a little time, and turned out to be a lot of time, to really figure out how to make this a lot easier than it was for me. And, you know, interestingly, our work centered more often around the physical life of the show and the way that affects her instrument than around the vocal life of the show, right? Things mm. like the horrendous raked stage at the Gershwin, right? right. I think somebody told me that the Gershwin is the last, the, the yep. Wicked set is the last set that was allowed to have that higher rake. Yep. Yeah, that's right. True. Yeah, they changed um, it. They 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 changed the something in equity or something like that that they that they changed, and that is the the steepest rake. Right. That you know it was kind of grandfathered into the new rules or whatever. Exactly right. right. Exactly right. right. Uh, my student um, Marianne Torres. I don't think she'd mind me sharing that she found it so much easier to play Elphaba on tour because you don't have mm. the right stage. She would come to the Gershwin when they'd call her in to cover or whatever, and it was like a whole new show to do, basically, mm. right? Wow. Uh, and then for the alphabet, like the mad rush crossing under the stage before No Good Deed. Right. You, maybe people know this, maybe you don't, that you're not only making a costume change, but you're running down flights of stairs at the Gershwin, you're running under the stage, you're coming up and over just in time to pop out on stage and sing one of the hardest songs in the show. So it's the physical conditioning uh, that, that yeah. can really manifest. And, um, you know, looking at, for a lot of people, I, I hate to say it, but I think a lot of people nightly are, have been on Broadway in a kind of simmering state of fight or flight. Yeah. You know? I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> every audition, every time on a stage. Right, every, oh, every time. Ouch. Every time I get off at the 42nd Street subway stop. Oh, no. You know, <laughs> you know, you, you know there, there may be some truth to that. Absolutely. Um, whenever I walk into Ripley Greer, I feel it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just, you, uh, for me, it's Pearl Studios because that place just oh. feels like a, like a waiting right. room at a doctor's office where, where they're about to like, you know. Yeah. euthanize you i see but. the i see the <laughs> i see the palm trees at ripley greer and i start to curl up and do a fetal position yes you know oh my gosh judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Fight or flight is a very real thing. And a lot of actors, I think, in roles like Elphaba, Celie in Color Purple, um, Evan Hansen, they go, oh, well, I play an epic role, so these are all, uh, it just, this comes with the territory. What's constantly happening, though, is that your adrenal system is taking a hit night after night after night. And it may be some of the biofeedback, this may be a longer conversation that we shouldn't really get into, but a lot of the work can be really looking at biofeedback loops in your body. Are there ways in which you are actually perpetuating on stage and in the audition room? Are there ways in which you are perpetuating fight or flight mode when you don't intend to? For example, yeah. if I have you kind of lock your core like a dancer and just pump the ribs for a minute or two, right? Just do all of your inhalations through the ribs you are going to begin to send a biofeedback loop to your body that says, we're about to run from a tiger. Because why else would the breath be high? Right? Whoa. This is what we do when we're running from danger. We pull the breath up yeah. and we hold the core. Right. But what if you were standing in front of Craig Burns and um, the casting director for Wicked. <laughs> there, there uh, I didn't even realize. Yes, of course, of course. Um, you're standing in front of Craig Burns, and at the same time, you began to consciously maintain your width in your rib cage, but allow the abs to ebb and flow beneath. You may be nervous as hell, 
as well you might be, right? Uh, but at the same time, you're sending a very powerful biofeedback loop to your body that says, we must be okay, right? There must not be a clear and present danger because we're breathing low, right? And in so many ways, we start to release serotonin, we start to release dopamine, we start to send, we can really hack the nervous system in so many wonderful ways, right? Yeah, wow. that is so awesome. I, I, not to bring this back to the fact that we were talking about golf at the beginning of this interview, <laughs> but it it remains to be seen that the biggest difference. Phil Mickelson yesterday won the PGA the PGA Championship. He's the oldest person ever to win the championship, and you could watch the way he controlled his breath. Mm -hmm. yep. He's walking up the 18th hole, and for some reason, they let these fans. I've never seen anything like this. They let the fans basically mob the players yeah normally they're held back in a line he gets grabbed by some guy <laughs> and has to fight his way out of the guy's hands to kind of jog forward a little bit meanwhile he has to go make a putt to win the championship so he knows that if he doesn't make that putt it's game over for him he's not going to win this tournament and so what does he do he separates himself from the crowd he stops and he takes like eight super deep low breaths in his stomach completely mm. resets his mind you see the energy on his face go from i'm so pissed i can't believe they just let that happen to like i have a job to do yes yeah and he walks ahead and does what he has to do yeah and that is just something that like i, I know that you talk a lot about mike it's a lot about mindset it's a lot about um the way that you approach change the way that you approach even a vocal note Mm -hmm. is a lot about mindset as opposed to anything kind of physical or um, you know, some kind of sound recreation. It's way more about kind of the internal process, and I think that that's super fascinating to yeah. talk about. Yeah, I mean, just as, as a microcosm of that, I've run into so many people who say, I'm having trouble hitting that note. Well, the problem mm. is your verb. You're hitting <laughs> a note, mm. right? Yeah, you're manifesting mm -hmm. the wrong thing. Right. You just turned yourself into a percussion instrument, my friend. Right. Right? So, um, you know, uh, adrenals, big, big thing. So, um, you know, if you're playing Kim in Miss Saigon every night, that takes a real toll on your adrenal system. And we can experience some degree of adrenal fatigue, we call it, if you're playing a role like that every night. And you're going on that journey. I mean, because even though you, your logical mind knows... I'm Joe Carroll, I'm playing Kim in Miss Saigon. It's just a role I'm playing, right? Um, I'd be great at that. I know, well, I, that's my, <laughs> my dream casting, Jesus. right? So, uh, but even though you know that, your adrenals are taking this amazing um, hit, and the adrenal glands, for, for people who, who don't know, they produce hormones that help regulate your metabolism, your immune system, your blood pressure, your response to stress. So let's talk about 2020, about stress, right? We've all been under tremendous stress. I mean, every conceivable kind of stress, political, racial, financial, health crises, loss of loved ones, stalled mm. careers. I mean, that list just keeps going on and on and on. And a lot of these things were overshadowing one another. It wasn't just one stress at a time, right? It was like mm -hmm, three, right. four stressors all happening at once. Mm -hmm. So we really have to take to heart the fact that most of us are dealing with very real adrenal fatigue. The excitement of theaters opening, does our body know the difference between excitement and anxiety? Maybe, maybe not. We have to really understand that right now is a time to buoy our flagging adrenals. So just, just like we're going to prep ourselves 10% each week, we're going to continue to increase in dose and load towards um, fully performing or fully auditioning. Rest is so important right now, and particularly foods that boost your adrenal system. You know, foods that are high in vitamin C, B vitamins, especially uh, B5 and B6, and magnesium is huge. So you really want to be sort of actively seeking out these foods. What would those foods be? Oh my gosh, so many. Um, if you Google, you're going to find the um, adrenal fatigue diet, which would be a great thing to explore right now for most Ooh. of us. But, uh, but leafy greens, kale, we love. Uh, oysters are huge for if I can't eat them because I'm allergic to, to shellfish, but, but <laughs> I know I used to be able to, I don't know what happened. Um, 
But uh, yeah, uh, these are great foods, but there are so, so many, uh, you know, and of course, it's the enriched flour, it's the sugar. These are the things that, that take a toll. Right. All yeah. the things that are yummy are the things that take a toll, <laughs> right? right? Totally. Right. What are some ways that you can, because I think the, I think the, one of the things that I've struggled with in my practice, I've always, and this is more true five or six years ago when I was a little bit younger and a little bit more nervous, a little bit more precious about the experience of trying to make my dreams come true. Yeah. But I was always struggling to find ways to recreate audition nerves or to recreate the experience of this adrenal uh, like stress. rush that you yeah. get. Exactly. Is there is there a way that you could that you've found that might work to kind of recreate the situational performance anxiety so that you can learn how to better work through it? Well, you know, it's, it's funny. It's a complex topic that you bring up. I was just watching, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to out that's myself here. That's such a good question. Dan. It's such that's a really like, great it, question. It's really, that's a really, really good question. Sorry, Mike. Thanks. Oh no, Thanks. not I'm at all. i at this. So I appreciate it. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> um, I was just watching. I'm gonna, I'm gonna out my out myself by saying that I was watching Tea with Dames on Hulu. Have you watched Tea with Dames? No. Oh my gosh! It's it's um, Dame Judi Dench um, from Harry Potter. What's her name? Oh my gosh! Oh Maggie Smith. Maggie Smith. Yeah. All of these. There's about four of them. Just amazing dames in England, top of their craft one foot in the grave, you know, and they're sitting around and just basically talking about the industry and their lives and their experiences. And one of the things that, that Judy Dench, um, who has some wisdom to her, it turns out, um, she, even though she was in the cats film, she, she, <laughs> she that was so mean. Shade, um, shade, shade, that was so much shade. Um, Judy Dench said, it really comes down to fear. There is nothing more powerful on stage, nothing more motivating than fear. And I had never really thought about fear as a positive experience, as something that that mm. could be a motivator. But I think it really depends on what kind of fear we're talking about, right? If we're talking about fear that throws us into fight or flight, for a singer, particularly, I, I think you could be living in fight or flight in a straight play and get your job done every night, right? Mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. there are people who do that and they win uh, Tony's doing that. Uh, and uh, I think that for a singer, that would be really problematic. And it is really problematic uh, to do that to yourself. I don't think you would be able to come out of that without real issues and injury, mm -hmm. uh, potentially. Uh, but... To, to answer Dan's question more directly, you really, it's not that you need to replicate those nerves to deal with them. I think it's more that you need to strategize when next I'm in this situation, what are my neural hacks? What are, what are my biofeedback loops that I can be active with? Because as we talked about, the body doesn't really know the difference between anxiety and excitement. So right. you could be standing outside the room. This is something I encourage my students to do. You could be standing outside the room at Binder. You could be standing outside the room at Tara Rubin. And you are so excited to go in and share that 90-second story that you've crafted, right? Mm -hmm. That should be the thing that's on your mind, right? I'm so excited. It's how you are mentally spinning that moment, right? Right. Mm. It's the inner game of golf or tennis, right? It's, it's about whether you're standing out there going, I hope I don't crack on that note. I, you know, it's, how are you framing it in your mind? Is it in a negative frame? Because that will probably be a self-fulfilling prophecy. You will probably create that event, right? Yeah, Or great. are you engaging in positive imagery, right? But for right. me, even more powerfully, um, you know, are you engaging in things like uh, alternate nostril breathing? We can talk about that and what that mm -hmm. does. I don't know if you're familiar with that. No. I, I bet you see some of that on the golf course, uh, yeah. especially with these PGA tournaments. Yeah. Um, if you want to read more about that, check out um, Breath, this amazing book called Breath, um, The Lost Art of the, or the science of a lost art, I think is the title, the full title by Nestor, N-E-S-T-O-R. Amazing deep dive into how does the way you breathe affect everything about you? 
Whoa. Incredible book. Fascinating. Incredible book. That's, um, yeah, sorry. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, go ahead. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm more interested in, in the, the, of course, the way we frame it is huge. It's everything. But also, I'm, I'm interested in what are the biofeedback loops that you can send to your body that yeah. will help you in that moment to resolve some of those, you know, the, the pounding heartbeat, which can have a lot to do with, as you might read in the breath book, has a lot to do with the balance of um, oxygen versus carbon dioxide. And you, mm, standing yeah. outside the room at Tara Rubin, you can actually affect that, positively or negatively. Hmm. That, that makes a ton of sense, even just to like what you're thinking about, the one or two things that you're thinking about and doing actively in a stressful situation. Mm-hmm. that like you can take control of, you know? And I think that we're all out of practice with that. Whether we knew how to do it in the first place or not, we're definitely all out of practice with that. I had a, I had a Zoom audition the other day. So I'm sta- sitting there in front of my camera on my, my computer. Zoom turns on. The casting director was rude. And just like, like all of a sudden just jumps right in. And I'm, and I'm like, fr- I'm kind of freaking out. All of a sudden my breath gets up in here. Mm-hmm. My neck gets tight. Mm-hmm. I don't remember anything yep. that I had planned on doing. Why? Totally lo- lost control. Because you were in fight or flight right in that moment. Exactly. Right. Your brain. The whole audition took yep. forty-five seconds. It was like a minute, <laughs> and then and then you know goodbye, and the Zoom camera cl- shuts off. Yes. And I was like, oh my god, what just happened? Mm-hmm. And I was telling Alex about it that I was like, I know that in auditions, usually if that starts to happen. I got I got the a couple things that I I know that I can do. Right? You know, you take a couple deep breaths, you do some like, you know, circular breathing or something or you just like take a second and say to the casting director like, "Hey, can I just like can we go back on that? Can I just take a second or whatever?" And all of it was gone. All of that all of that good work that I've done in my career for the last decade just threw out the, you know, just blew out the window. So I think we all have to get back to that, but I love what you're saying, Mike, finding those those things that you're thinking about that you can actually do, mm-hmm. you know, to get your biofeedback loops right. Yeah. Bio, biofeedback loops. This is, I yes. need, this is a new thing for me, the biofeedback loops. Get your loops like in a group. It. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you know, we talk about, you've heard this probably, that when we step on stage or we walk into the audition room, we want to have fire in the belly and a cool head, right? But what I was saying earlier with roles like Alphaba or a sudden 45-second audition that just feels like being shot out of a cannon, uh, we, we end up having fire in the head and fire in the belly, right? It's everything's on mm-hmm. fire, right? <laughs> everything's, everything's on, on fire. fire. And that's what you experienced was your amygdala, your animal brain, firing up and going, boom, we are in fight or flight mode, right? Wow. And people do. They report that feeling of what just happened. Um, I don't remember, right? Right. Mm-hmm. This is why women don't often remember childbirth. Right. 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 Mm, right. So one of the, one of the reasons, but, um, but yeah, yeah. So, uh, so that's huge. So it's, it's about figuring out, even if I'm running under the stage, uh, to go sing a, a song that, that is intimidating. How can I, as I run across the stage, and that makes me under the stage and, and that makes me want to pull up my breath, right? It makes my ribs want to pump. How can I keep my width in the ribs? How can I keep myself from devolving into into a kind of breath that reinforces fight or flight mode, right? Right. Mm. So that I I arrive at the side of the stage still calm, even though I was booking. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And I think the other part of that isn't just physical. It's the mental part. I think a lot of times I'm sitting outside of the audition room and I'm thinking about, if I book this, I'm going to get to go on vacation. I'm going to have health care. I'm going to be able to buy a house. (laughs) I'm going to... And then I see Jason Gote walks in and I'm like, well, I'm not going to book this because he's so good. And look at him. You are are pressurizing the situation for yourself in that moment. One of the things that I actively encourage my students to do, if they have put that audition on a pedestal, if they have gone, this this is going to be the one that changes my life, this is going to be the one, right? We've all been there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Is to actively knock it off the pedestal. When you're standing outside that room doing whatever biofeedback loop uh, you can encourage, uh, maybe you're making a list in your mind. You know, if I booked this, the following things would suck, right? Mm-hmm. Um uh, Oh, I really hate doing this. <laughs> Jill <laughs> only does that. That's, right? really, that's really funny. And, yeah. and I love that that's very, that's very uh, uh, productive. Um, it can be. It can, you know, be. It can, it can be, yeah. Yeah, I, I remember doing that with Frozen. I remember, I remember standing outside of the room at Frozen and not putting it on a pedestal. Good. You know, like, but then every freaking time the Book of mm-hmm. Mormon came around when I was 25, uh-huh. it was like, <gasps> you know. Mm-hmm. Right, so right. I totally and, am with you. Yeah, and I'm sure you've experienced. I remember one of the best auditions I ever had was when I literally did not. I was I I, I felt obligated to go. I didn't right. want to be there, right. and I left the room going, <laughs> "Oh man, I've never felt so free." Right. Yeah. So there's something about that that ability to and when you know when I I would play auditions and I would see the A-listers come in, what I envied so much was this kind of laissez-faire, not de-energized, not, they're, they're not people who are sort of like, I don't want to be here or throwing attitude, but a sort of laissez-faire energy of, hey, this is who I am. And um, it could yeah. be that I'm not at all what you're looking for today. So that's cool too, you know? Right. Um, mm-hmm. But this is right. what I do. And that's just such an amazing, and, and you know, it's easier said than done. I know it, it takes time to get there. Well, and it, it's also so based on where you're at mm-hmm. i think there's yeah. nothing more there's nothing th- that will get you to that place faster than booking your broadway show and having that job right. or being financially secure exactly being an a-lister would you know being in this place where you're like well i don't have to work for six months or mm-hmm. a year or whatever it might be where right. you're in a different kind of position where you just don't have to worry and you can start to accept that because it is true you know there are so many things that most of the things that get you jobs, you can't do anything about. They're right. completely just part of who you are. You can't change anything about you in order to get the job. You just are a right fit or not. And it's really mm-hmm. hard to kind of give over to that idea. But I think that w- w- something that might r- really help and that I've tried to implement more is thinking about focusing on like what is the story you're about to tell. That you, I kind of just wanted to highlight that again because you said that earlier. Instead of thinking about this high note that you have to sing, like what is the 90-second story you're going to tell, that's right. the task at hand, yep. not whether or not you get the job or any of those things. Right. Even if you find that difficult to do, is there a moment, particularly like in a comedic song or, or monologue, is there a moment you can't wait for? Like, right. or, oh, or maybe it's, yeah. maybe you're singing something that is incredibly dramatic. Maybe it's, um, you know what? I play this line in a way they've never seen. I can't wait to drop that bomb in the room. Right. Right. Yeah. Maybe it's something like that. If there's something you are looking forward to, it will eclipse almost everything else. So look mm-hmm. forward to a moment and then knock the show off the pedestal. Yeah. It's kind of I, like, I, uh, all right, this is good. Yeah. This we like good. that. We like yeah. that. We and like I've, that. I've also, another one that I think changed my life was when the casting director comes out and says, are you ready? Uh-huh. Like, you show up. I showed up for an audition right on time. 
uh, or they were early. So I showed up, you know, 10 minutes early and they were like, okay, we're mm-hmm. ready for you. Want to come in? Normally I would say, give me a second. I'm going to run to the bathroom. I'm going to do this. Give me some time. Can I have a minute? Do you mind? No, I don't mind. We'll let the next person go. And that's when the bad stuff happens. And in this particular mm-hmm. instance, I said, yeah, sure. Let's do it. Yeah. Put my stuff down, grabbed my binder, walked into the room, didn't have any of that extra mind numbness baggage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was my audition for Waitress. Oh, wow. 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 It was my audition for Waitress. I just yeah. walked right in. I didn't have any of that nonsense in my head. The, the nerves started as I walked through the door, but instead of the nerves building for 10 minutes, the nerves started as I walked through the door, then all of a sudden, I'm reading Dr. Pometer, and Pat Goodwin laughs at my first joke, and all of the pressure went away. And yeah. I didn't have that 15-minute buildup of like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, you know? Yeah. Get right yeah. in there and do the that work. That's so Don't interesting you say that. I love that. Because sometimes I'm actually encouraging people to do the mm. opposite, which is uh, I see this all too often. People, you know, just got up in the elevator after waiting in line for 15 minutes just to get on the elevator. They're freaking out. They're going to be late. They arrive at the, you know, they arrive at the, at the door and um, they are in full fight or flight mode. Mm-hmm. The person says, all right, we're ready for you. Come on in. And they go, I have to. Right. I have to, I have to go in mm-hmm. right now. <clears throat> now, if you're in a cool state of mind and you're like, I'm, you know, as Dan was in that moment, great. Don't wait. Go for it. But if you look at yourself in that moment and you go, my breath is high. I'm flushed. I, am, uh, I need a moment to center, my, center myself. Absolutely, you've got to take mm-hmm. that moment. There is no, there, nothing good will come out of you rushing into that room before right. you're ready. Even if you just rushed up those stairs to make it on time, ask for that time. Mm-hmm. Totally, right? Absolutely, if you need it. Yeah, there was a uh, an actor of note. His name is Logan Marshall Green, and he was speaking at a, a class when I was studying one summer. And he said that when he goes to, what he does for his audition nerves is that he breathes super deep and he walks really slow. So I've taken that on, you know, when I'm, when I'm going to the subway, getting off the subway, walking to the audition, I walk slow, not fast, no matter how late I am. And I breathe really deep. And so I'm usually in a pretty good place when I get up the elevator. It's the standing outside the room waiting to go in where the problem starts for me. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think that's uh-huh. kind of why the reverse has been true in, in my case. Yeah. I would add to that, to your repertoire there, I would add uh, your regimen to breathe slowly. Mm. Deep is great. Slowly is, is equally important, I think. Yeah, I, th- I think I usually Because if time. you're breathing slowly, yeah, yeah, that's great. If you're breathing slowly, um, you might engage, what is it? It's called like four, two, one breathing. Yeah, do you know I do. What I'm it's actually, about? I, I can't remember. Th- the, there's different the, versions of it. The Navy SEALs do four, yes. four, four, four. That's the one I like. That's right. Yeah. I, I, Which I, is a little bit harder, yeah. but same idea. Yeah. 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 What are yeah. your favorite, Mike? I had two questions. Do you have any other favorite, like, Please. favorite um, sort of biofeedback idea? Well, you know, breathing slowly, um, you know knocking shows off pedestals you know anything else that you have in your like arsenal that you really like yes being mindfully attentive to anything and this is something that we we give to people who suffer anxiety disorder uh if you are spiraling towards an anxiety attack or a panic attack they will advise people to just simply look around the room find something blue find something red pick a color find something right play i spy with my little eye Mm -hmm. And all you're doing there is you are taking your attention away from the amygdala, which is going wild. It's your animal brain, right? It's going wild and it's running out of control. And you're putting the ball back in the court of your uh, frontal cortex. Nice. And so, you know, if you if you can look around the room and so sometimes I'll have somebody like my classical singers who are sitting in front of a, a huge orchestra and they have one solo in the full three hour <laughs> performance, right? They have to sit there for maybe two hours while everybody else is singing or performing, and then they have to get up. They don't get to be off stage. They have to be out in full view, right? They have to stand up and suddenly sing, right? Uh, that's about as nerve-wracking as I can mm-hmm. imagine, right? If I can be off stage, I can be continually kind of keeping myself warm. I can be singing a little bit, right? I will tell them to pick a spot on their body. Maybe it's the... Um, the index finger that's resting on their knee and just gently press inward 
and just focus on that. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how firmly is that index finger pressing into your thigh? If it's a 5, could you make it an 8? If it's an 8, could you make it a 2? Play around with that. Um, can you feel your Achilles heel? It could be random. Can you pick some random place on your body, right? Can I feel um, my left earlobe right now, <laughs> right? These things, just simply attending to one tiny, minute detail will keep the amygdala from having full reign, nice. right? Mm. I love that. Mm. Yeah. I love that. And then my other question was about, actually, um, from a fitness perspective, is there a workout or a type of exercise that you have found the most or more beneficial than others for singers? Because I've always, I've, I had a teacher in college who was very anti-weight training because she was like, you know, mm. it's going to, tension in your neck and tension, 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 whatever. And that always, to me, I was like, oh, that's just breath. That's just when you're holding or you're grunting or you're, you know, so trying to keep the breath mm -hmm. deep. But is there something that you steer your students towards physically as we all try to get back in the gym or get back yeah. in the yoga class or whatever? Well, first, uh, it's so funny you mentioned this because literally not a few weeks ago, I uh, was a guest on another Broadway podcast network uh, pod, which is oh, built yeah. for the stage. Mm -hmm. And Joe Roscoe, the lovely Joe Roscoe, and I talked about this very topic, and we went really in-depth. So go listen to that episode, because it was literally the whole episode was to answer Great. this question. Should, should singers be afraid of weight training? The answer is no. It's all about how you do it and how you approach it. In our industry, you know, especially men, but ladies as well, we have to be. We have right. to be doing it. You know, uh, there are so many times when you're going to hear from your agent or from a casting director, you know, if you can bulk up a little bit or if you can define yourself a little bit, we're going to be able to see you more cleanly as that leading man or whatever. And so, of course, that, that then is incumbent upon you to take that note and, and go make that happen. But it's about how you do it. And the problem is we have singers going into the gym going, uh, I got to make the most of my time, go big or go home. Yeah. Right. No pain, no gain. And uh, I won't even go down that rabbit trail because it will end up me just sort of regurgitating everything we talked about on that awesome. podcast. But go, 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 go listen it. to that. Yeah. Um, but but in general modalities, we love Pilates. We love yoga. We love gyrotonics. If you can get into that, that that takes some some uh, equipment. Gyrotonics is fantastic. Capoeira. I know when I taught at NYU, uh, they had a capoeira class from music theater majors, which was amazing. Mm, nice. You know, um, but yeah, all of these are great. It's all about how you do them, though, right. right? Even in yoga, there are breath modalities in yoga that are not good mm -hmm. for singers. So it depends on how you do these gotcha. things. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, that's great. Another BPN yeah. uh, podcast. podcast. Sure, check it out. Podcast. It was, it was Love such it. A, yeah, it was such a great conversation that's for great. sure. And I'm also loving right now just kind of returning to the mindset of people returning to their Broadway shows or their regional gigs. I'm loving that so many companies, because I want to I want to support this and I want to get this out there so more producers are doing this. So many companies are building in a stipend for their actors to retrain. Oh, that's great. Awesome. Which is so great. Which is so great. Um, because that's something they don't have to do. Right. Right. Yeah. And I'm sure it isn't much. Yeah. I'm sure well, it isn't much. It's actually something but... that I think a lot of like stars would negotiate. You know, I think that right. a lot, you know, you right. hear sure. about that, that, you know, even Hamilton and th there was a, there was yeah. a stipend that that they had to spend on, and I just want that yes. that should be regular, you know, because we're all spending buku bucks just to just mm -hmm. to stay on top of it when you when you're in a show. Mm -hmm. So that's that's fantastic. Absolutely, As professional athletes don't have to pay their own gym bills. <laughs> right, right, right. There's They're a team not. of physical therapists. There's not Correct. just like one one right. physical therapist who's strung out and overworked and. Right. You're like, and, fix and everything's try, broken, fix me. Try to tell me that a Broadway dancer isn't a professional athlete. Uh -huh. Like, I think you're wrong. So, yeah. you oh, know, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's just a, yeah. we know where we stand. Yeah, no, you guys, in fact, are, are multi athletes, right? right. right. You right. are athletes 
physically, from a dance perspective, from an adrenal perspective, we could call you athletes uh, in what you do there. But from a vocal standpoint, yeah. you know, it's, it's sort of a multidisciplinary athlete. I love it. Yeah. Mike, this has been amazing. Um, ah, my pleasure. You're the best. You're the best. And I think this is going to be super valuable for a lot of people. And there might have yeah. been some people who we lost because they're not specifically in the field or trying to explore this. But what was that? That's me doing a lip trill. I'm getting back Jesus. at it, man. Let's go. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Like, well, you know, if I can say one last thing before yeah, we, yeah, you please. know, sign off, because this has kind of been on my heart during the month of May. The other thing as we approach reopening, I don't know if you guys have been feeling this, but I've really been feeling the strange energy right now. There's so much optimism and anticipation in the air regarding reopening of our theaters. And I feel for me and for what I'm hearing from a lot of people is that it's really tempered very strongly by a sense of anxiety and frustration that we'd all like to see more systemic change in our industry. Amen. And there's right now a big push. We're all pushing hard. Uh, you know what? I'd love to say we were all pushing hard, but most of us are pushing hard, right? Mm -hmm. We're all pushing hard. There's been some amazing work accomplished during this pandemic towards inclusivity and diversity on Broadway, but we have a long way to go. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say, as a voice teacher, my artists of color, my, my minority artists, they are hurting right now. And they are, um, they are struggling to maintain their optimism about an industry reopening that, that has some real, real issues at its heart. So mm -hmm. I, just, I just want to encourage all of us, because this has kind of been part of my process in May. I've been really reexamining my status as an ally, really putting it under a microscope and saying, you know, am I doing, is that, is that something I'm living out every day? Right. And I just want to encourage each and every one of us to be asking that question. How can I help? What can I be I doing? Absolutely. I love that. I love that. We couldn't agree more. I know you do. Well, my friend. All right. I got to go. I, I'm going to do, I'm going to go do some vocal exercises and I'm going to do my, <laughs> my breathing and you're going to get started on your 10% for this week. Uh, I am. Yep. I love that. And then it's next week little, it's going to be 20% a little bit every day yeah, and we're going back to just kind of easing into it as opposed to mm -hmm. screaming soul of a man uh, while trying to sell houses in Westchester. Listen, right, Daniel? I was putting up some pretty serious Pavarotti notes in the car. I was had some, <laughs> Mike would have been pretty proud of my legit C's that I was popping out Ooh, of there. Nice. All right. You know, All right. maybe the voice was a little bit hoarse afterwards. So we probably oh were not, a, yeah, not great, not great, <laughs> but uh, you know, well, and see, that's With a Mike great example, side, Dan. That's a great example okay. of somebody who overshot their 10%, right? So you Classic. you kind of went to the nth degree. You did what a lot of people are going to do. They're going to go, um, I got to get back in shape vocally. Um, let me let me sing along with the Kinky Boots cast recording, right? Yeah. Classic. Um, yeah. They're just going to go there. And then they're fatigued. Then they're hoarse. Then they're swollen. And they're going, why did that happen? Um, you know, I must, my technique may be bad. Right. Maybe it is. Or maybe you just are going too big too quickly, right? You need to gradually ease back into these things. Absolutely. I'll Inspiring. Well, listen, uh, Mike. It's turning into a, a yearly, uh, a yearly conversation. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so we'll we'll get you back, uh, you know, next uh, next summer, and we'll we'll touch the next pandemic. Who knows what we'll be dealing with then? God, yeah, exactly. When Dan, when Dan's leading a show, and we'll just we'll we'll have awesome. you, we'll have you back on here to have voice voice therapy you know well, it's like it's, so... like it's like therapy for, when, when you come on here it's like it's like we just get to ask you these questions and be like oh, you know are we gonna be okay Is, yeah. what, what can we do you know am i doing the right things listen you guys it is such an honor to be back and to, to be asked back and i um i've been catching up on your podcast through this whole pandemic um uh, and you guys are just creating such an amazing space for people to come and from all these different backgrounds and just come and, and uh, talk about what their experience has been. So it's, it's a joy. Oh, it really is. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for listening to guys who like musicals. We are now part of the Broadway podcast network. Woo! We are hosted by Dan Tracy. That's you. And Joe Carroll. That's me. 
We're produced by Ryan Kincaid, and Matthew Mucha is the social content manager. You can find us on Instagram at Guys Who Like Musicals, on Twitter at Musical Guys, or the old-fashioned way at www.guyswholikemusicals.com. If you'd like a chance to be featured on the Ask the Guys segment of our show, please call 203-900-7990 and leave a message with your question. As always, thanks for listening. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.